0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host.
1: Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface. So my next interview is with François Girard. Uh, what a pleasure to talk with the director of uh, so many w- wonderful films, uh, *Red Violin* being one of them. When I when I heard that uh, the interview was booked, I was uh, thrilled, looking so much, uh, looking forward to, to to meeting him and. To having a conversation uh, about so many different things, mostly about his new film, The Song of Names, uh, premiere at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival this year, starring Tim Roth and Clive Owen and others, uh, Robert Lantos, produc- uh, producer, and, and, and Howard Shore. Uh, I mean, come on, the composer for, for the film. This is, uh, this is a film you're going to need to see. It opens on Christmas Day. It goes wide, I believe, North, uh, North American release. This this is a film about relationships. It's a film about music. It's a film about trauma and PTSD. It's historical, and as François says in, in 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 our interview and in our conversation, it really is about uh, remembrance. And uh, this thing about memory is is just so has uh, been a theme for me, uh, not only in my own life and the philosophy and uh, that I've studied and 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 the writing that I've done, and I think many of the interviews that I've done on face to face as well, very connected to this idea of self and who we are and, and how we deal with the choices we make and our responsibility and and and, and the communities that we step into and we respond to and, and we relate with. So so we had this wonderful conversation and one of the things that I just so appreciated about Francois was his ability to just step in and 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 we talk about the intimacy of of this film and and, and how music is louder been words and how music doesn't need subtitles and is, isn't that wonderful and 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 how Howard Shore did this archaeological dig to find. This this song and how important that uh, I guess you could say the melody is for uh, driving the story forward and so so yeah this is a, a conversation I think you're going to enjoy a great deal with Francois Girard uh, but also a, a film that you're going to need to see uh, for a whole lot of reasons I hope everyone sees it it's it's compelling it's beautiful it's tragic it's uh, deeply relational and 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 the music is is stunning and it's it's entertaining as well. And I hope Francois is okay with me saying that. I'm, uh, but 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 there are, uh, uh, yeah. This is. I was going to say there are bits of business uh, about our conversation that I really wish we would have had. We could have had more time. And I'm glad in a way that we didn't get to connect at TIFF this year because it would have been rushed. We would have only had a few minutes. And 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 you've got thirty minutes here. Uh, with Francois Farjouar coming right up uh, about his new film The Song of Names. So stay tuned. Don't forget davidbecklive.com for more information about uh, my writing and my speaking. You can purchase a copy of Real Changes is Incremental there. And uh, also face-to-face uh, It's so many interviews coming up on 500, so many TIFF interviews. We've got some new authors coming out in the new year in 2020. We're going to be taking a bit of a turn, I hope, looking for some sponsors if you want to uh, advertise on on face-to-face. You can do that through our newsletter. Uh, we've got a pretty good social reach. I'm continue to be amazed at how we're getting out there and, and, and if you want us to do shout outs for you as well please reach out contact us we can do that um, and and you can also support us through Patreon believe it or not we have a few for supporters there and if you can't do that which I totally get would love for you to leave a review on iTunes it's hard to get people to do that I'm going to have to come up with some kind of contest or something to get people incentivized just to leave a simple review I mean of course if you like it we'd really love the review uh, on, on iTunes uh, it helps getting word on the street Share it with friends, sign up for the newsletter. And then don't forget rabble.ca for for other journalists, other podcasts, and and news for the rest of us. This is a a team of people uh, talking about issues that matter. So uh, don't forget, uh, uh, stay tuned. Uh, Don't forget, that's kind of the theme, I think, Uh, Francois. I hope you're smiling Uh, for today's interview. Coming right up, Francois Girard talking about his new film, A Song of Names. Well, welcome to Face to Face. Uh, We are joined by a very special guest here today uh, with us here in Toronto at Elevation Studios. Can we call it Elevation Studios, uh, Francois?
2: I'm not sure. Uh, Elevation Pictures. Elevation
1: Pictures office in, in Toronto, just around the corner from where it all happens at the Toronto International Film Festival. Francois Girard is here today to talk about his new film. A Song of Names. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks. Thanks to you.
1: So so you're in Toronto kind of for a little bit of a press uh, tour, is it, as as the film? By the way, folks, the film's coming out in uh, a few days, Christmas Day-wide, uh, North American release. And by the way, congratulations on the film. I love the film for so many reasons, and I can't wait to get into the conversation. But thank, uh, thank so, you. So, so what are you doing in Toronto? Uh,
2: we're doing press, like, you know, like... It, when you release a film like this we have to uh, travel in, in various festivals various countries and now comes the time of the release so we had uh, we're doing press in montreal in toronto and then across the country and we did a press tour in los angeles in new york with uh, clive and so it's time to support the film
1: Little disappointed, Clive and Tim aren't here today to join us. I mean, like yeah. we're all like doing. We, we our even share. have seats and a fresh cup of coffee here for both of them. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
2: they've been they've been in places where I was not. The Howard nice. is doing. Howard Shore is doing. Is side sometimes. Nice. we're Together. Sometimes yeah. we're not so. everybody's, like, you know.
1: It's, so Howard Shore, Tim Roth, Clive Owen—quite a cast, uh, quite a story. How, how t- can you tell us a little bit uh, about about the coming together of it all and and the the the. The, I guess it's a pretty common question, I would think, for filmmakers. But these seeds take a long time. I mean, this is a film that's been probably uh, um, sitting with you for, or a story that's been sitting with you for a long time. Well,
2: and, and not not that long, because mm. I, well, I mean, a couple of years. But the um, what happens is, uh, in in my past, I've written most of my films. So, like, if you right. If you red start violin. from scratch, Red Violin is five years of your life like right, right there. Right, And, and fantastic, and, uh, and by then, the way. Big fan. the short films like, are also quite long. Yeah. But in here, the, like, I, uh, I jumped into a running train. Um, oh, interesting. And then uh, there was already a script uh, adaptation of Norman Lebrecht's book, of uh, the same name, the Song of Names. And Robert Lantosh was uh, at the Elm, uh, and they sent me the script. And then I read the script, and I read the book, and then I, um, I joined uh, the team. Um, but then, yes, I think uh, probably as a director, like no matter how we work and plot and design and all of the big ideas, I think there's nothing more important than bringing people in and bring the right people in. Right. And it started in this case. First big move was like Howard. Like we contacted Howard, Robert, and I, and. Uh, we start, very early on. We started the conversation. I was very lucky to have uh, Howard uh, join me and Robert. Uh, such an amazing companion! Like it was probably one of the happiest collaborations. In, in- so the first one on board was Howard Shore, the composer. Yeah. So can I quote
1: you? Making film is making music. I'm pretty sure that's you, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, often, like you know, people think that I'm. Um, I have a particular interest in music, which I do, yeah. uh, and to the point where I made it like quite at the forefront of my work. Sure. But but every filmmaker is making music. Mm. Uh, music is uh, film. Film is music, and and um, but uh, like in this case, of course, uh, we have in the, the very title of the film, the song of names. We needed to figure out that song. That was the first discussion, and and it took. Um, I, I really, um, I really look at it like it felt very much like an archaeological dig. Oh wow! Uh, and then Howard built a team team of ar- archaeologists, and uh, Bruce Rubens and Judith Klerman, like a, a Jewish caller and Jewish music expert, and together. I, I was more of a with. I was part of that conversation, of course, but like when it comes to digging out the DNA, the truth of what would be sung in a Stoke Newington synagogue uh, in 1951 by a community of Polish immigrants, right. uh, refugees. Uh, I mean, like, the, the, they did the work. Howard was the...
1: Is this the one scene in the... Uh, I mean, there's many scenes, but the one scene, that very distinct scene where the rabbi is singing to the whole group and very moving and 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 kind of... A reason for why the relationship, or at least one of the relationships, breaks down in the film. Pretty important stuff, right? Yeah,
2: it's a very revealing moment. It's a a center of gravity, both Mm, uh, narratively and musically. So we started there. Uh, We started there, and, and then a song. It took a year or a year and a half before Howard played anything to me, but we talked all along. And that conversation greatly impacted on the script writing. So you're
1: making the film Howard hasn't played you any of the music for a year?
2: Is that no, we're like we started two years prior. Oh, okay. Okay. So in that two years conversation prior to shooting, like it took a, a long while before Howard sure. played me anything. And I was not in a rush to hear anything. Like it was just like but just to tell you that there is a lot of thinking and slow talking <laughs> right. and slow digging. And eventually, eventually, the song came the, out. Very the
1: archaeology like, of music, the archaeology of film and art, really, I suppose, in, in a way, right? The, yeah, like uh, so many pieces, the mystery of it, the discovery.
2: And then when you write, like people uh, like think of it, like I think there's a general conception that uh, assumption that when we write a story, we invent it. Uh, we don't like we 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 have. There's a little bit of freedom in deciding, committing to. I'm gonna stay. The I'm gonna tell the story of a violin. But then from right. that moment on, you're enslaved to a reality that you discover as you write. It's the story that tells you what to do, or like. So you see what I mean. I don't yeah. like uh, the, the notion of cre- pure creation that we are inventing. All of those. It's the world history uh vectors and all sort of aspects that is there a,
1: uh, Francois, Is it is uh, it are you talking about that the almost um the the revelation of 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 it as it sort of reveals itself to you in the making in those slow conversations so you have the script you have a plan you have your cast you have Howard Shore and Robert Lantos on board but it it, it's kind of the creation in the making of is that yeah well of... i mean
2: by that point in production then it's probably slightly different but the the writing process mm. i think is very much a it's very comparable to gardening oh nice you, you plant a seed and it has all its information and then if you give it enough water and sun and love like eventually it reveals itself it grows into what it is not what you want it to be uh and you yeah of course you can shape it and trim it and and nice. push it in a certain direction. But uh, ultimately, the story has its own law, has its own uh, um. reasons. Um, and then people join in and submit in the same way that we do as writers and directors. We, it, it, we join a, to be part of that tree and then, like, and then it comes to life on its own will. How often. hard
1: to, how hard to convince a Tim Roth or a Clive Owen to to buy into a story like this to buy I, into a film
2: like this? It was it wasn't hard it wasn't hard at all. Like we meet, I, th- I think you know we the uh, they read uh, they they they're like me they're text driven uh, they're story driven and then if they see if they see that the story is worth telling and, and if they have an opportunity to to show their craft uh, then uh, like then we engage into a talk and in that case the talk was very short like you know, I had one meeting with both of them like uh, um, and then after that we come yeah. in to work together
1: oh that's amazing yeah that's got to be pretty validating too from a whole so I mean I've always been uh, been you know working alongside TIFF and, and interviewing filmmakers for quite a few years now and always still marvel and kind of am blown away at the the collaborative like, cross-functional relational component of filmmaking. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy from those long conversations. Like you say, the archaeology... You know yeah. uh, that that metaphor is, is, is really interesting, right? Well, There's in that so case, many, in that so case, layers. in particular,
2: I think I think Howard was the ultimate archaeologist. Like you know, it was I really saw him digging for right, right. that song. Sure, sure. And then once you have the song, then you do the sure. violin version, and then everything else comes. Well, and together. and it's so
1: fascinating, right? The one leads to another, right? It's it's so relational. It's so deeply connected. And, yeah. and what an intimate, beautiful, compelling film. Um, you must have ha- You must have felt. I would imagine uh, the actors, Clive and Tim, and others, and, and Howard must have, and Robert must have felt that that intimacy and that importance of this particular story.
2: Yeah, I'm, I mean the intimacy was the key, uh, for, and the permission for all of us to approach that highly saturated theme of second world war and right. the holocaust like i mean i don't think if like if i was offered a film that is looking straight into the eyes of the grand history or the holocaust that i would feel a permission but now there's a remoteness like uh, we are intimately uh, engaged with two characters martin and david uh and we stay very very close to them they're in every scene and uh never in direct contact with the war like there's a little bombing in london the two kids are going around that's as close as you get and then we visit the memorial of treblinka later but other than that like we're living that relationship and 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 and, and observing witnessing the uh ripple effect the reverberation of the the grand events so there's a remoteness that gave me comfort uh, mm. in uh, and I mm. think that's provided by the book by Norman de Brecht and and this is how I felt it's comfort- it's
1: a war film but it's it's obviously post-war I mean like you say you see moments of that but it's really about trauma and, and the PTSD and that that relational component and the brokenness yeah especially of the one character in particular Clegg mm. Owen's character but mm. but but the, and like you say the ripple effect
2: and and how far and how deep this actually goes yeah how how lives I have- changed been changed and altered forever and families destroyed and and um, so yeah like i think the, the like this uh, dynamic between intimacy and history uh grand history, like was like very comfortable for me like it was a mm. healthy um, a healthy approach yeah like yeah. and and then it, mm. I, I felt mm. like i had permission to
1: so permission you were bringing something sort of uh, new to, to this.
2: Yeah, I think Norman provided a an angle that made it viable to treat a highly saturated subject matter. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, I think in the film, and I don't know if these are your words, or, uh, uh, but may music speak louder than words, you know, just to come back to that musical uh, theme for you, uh, I guess through that's a thread for you throughout your work, uh, it seems to me, I mean... Is that a comment about art, for you? Is that a comment about relationship and and what resonates?
2: Well, I think the um, you're actually quoting one of the character, the mayor of uh, Newcastle, uh, who was uh, leading that scene in, uh, in the beginning of the film. Um, well, music, music to me and to I would like to think to many, like he speaks l- louder and and. But more transparently like mm-hmm. in in many different ways like you know you don't need subtitles for music music travels it's a language i you know for me it's really uh, another language that uh, we speak a place where we meet uh, like uh, like literature like uh, arts like uh, i think art in general is in some kind of elevated place where we meet uh, and exchange and share and and influence one another, and I think um, it's very precious uh, to protect that. As you
1: were mentioning that, I I, I think of music um, and healing, and I'm sur- I'm sure you know the traumatic aspects of, of of all the characters in this film. You know, music therapy, for instance. You know, it's getting down to play an instrument, the focus and and. Uh, uh, I would imagine there are a lot of psychotherapists who use music uh, you know, as a therapeutic sort of tool. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on the story from David character character's perspective. It seems like he, he religion is where he finds his healing, or at least he thinks he finds his healing.
2: Well, he's, he's changing a, his mind many times. It, uh, exactly it's right. It's a very complicated thought. It's path. very
1: complicated, yeah. you know, which most of us travel, right? Yeah.
2: Yes, but his questioning has been... Um, uh, catalyzed and enhanced by the traumatic events we're right, talking about, right. so he starts like with a um, uh, ultra orthodox education, uh, comes to London, renounces his faith. Quite a scene, by the uh, way. Uh, yes, the, the renunciation
1: of, my, of his faith. That's one quite of my a favorite. Scene. Like yeah. uh, Jonah
2: Howard King, like, delivered an incredible scene there, mm-hmm. and and then and then finds his way back to the faith. It's a very complicated path. And that was like, just to understand that, um, for me, like... Uh,
1: he has a beautiful line. Doesn't he say it took, yeah, it took the Holy One four, four years to find me. Yeah. <laughs> which is just so interesting, right? Yeah, like
2: it's, uh, no, it's, um, and like it was an effort for me because I'm non-Jewish, so like just to understand it's mm, path. But mm. I'm, I'm in Martin's situation. Mm-hmm. Martin is non-Jewish, so we're like sort of like um, looking in. Right. Davido's right. world. Right. Uh and inviting uh the audience with us to try to figure out what the guy's made of and what explains his betrayal and his like various decisions that could be like Davido's highly questionable character, like in his you know, in his choices and and like uh, that's the drive of the movie like the 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 film is dr- driven by a big why and that why starts right at the first scene why they did not show up in the concert and then Martin is like the one to to keep that question alive throughout the movie in 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 Tim roth is this so so
1: i'd love to hear what uh, francois what you think this film is really about I hope that's not a uh too too simplistic of a question because i think any great story any great piece of art is is very you know uh you know again I'm, I'm i'm loving the archaeological dig you know that howard shore had to do to get that song and i wonder about that with moments in a film and and just just the the the, the layers of it so for me this is about friendship and love and and relationship and trauma and war and all these things what for you? Uh, what what lapped off the page for you, maybe on the first reading?
2: I would I, I, I would normally resent that question, but Go. I happen to have a very easy answer, okay. and it's called remembrance. Hmm.
1: Uh,
2: and I think um, I'm talking more and more about it, like in, hmm. in the context of this film, but also uh, outside. Like I, I think the uh, uh, we are living in societies that are deeply. Uh, plagued with amnesia. Wow. And I think I think um if you look around and it's like and I'm not ex- excluding myself like this it's an effort to escape the present. We're glued to our screens, to our phones, to our to the technology and this technology that is in theory providing us all sort of opportunities. I think jails us in the present, right? Like everybody ever walking around the street trying to figure out who's eating what at the same time. Like we're all like this <laughs> Instagram, uh, uh um, uh, yeah, craze. Like, sure, sure. so I think, I think we, uh, uh we're increasingly drawn into uh, the black hole of the present, disconnecting ourselves from history, and also disconnecting ourselves from a vision of the future, we're running to a big wall, and no one wants to see it. Everyone, like you know, we're all taking refuge into a still comfortable present. But like, if it doesn't take much to, you know, all the evidence is there that 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 will soon be gone, and and we don't want to see it. So I think the, the disconnection with the past is now no stranger to. Oh, close relation with the disconnection with the future, to, toward the future, with the future. And I think, I think um, again, art, film, literature, music, are all great antidotes to, like, take us out of that narrow obsession, tunnel vision, and um, uh, bring us back, reconnect ourselves with uh, the great events from the past, and what's waiting for us in the future
1: it's it's so good so it's um, so many things there it sounds like the beginning of a uh uh, the french philosopher Henri bergson wrote a a book matter in memory it sounds like you're about to go into a lecture on on bergson like it's 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 wonderful stuff because there's as you say about being present with the device sort of present with the device and wondering about what other people are eating but really i'm not convinced that's present. It almost sounds to me like in order to be present, you need to be honoring uh, of the past. Anyway, we don't, we can go deeper on that. if No, you but want, it's so helped. much
2: apparent. Like, I mean, the, 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 like, for instance, I think the, uh, like, I mean, there's a lot of, um, the level of intelligence to create that technology. Mm-hmm. Like the, the mm-hmm. like we have, like, uh, and we have achieved like, uh, an amazing, sure. uh, okay. prowess toward the force, like with the, with the, the current state of, uh, the technology that is available to everybody but then like the paradox is that that technology allows groups to pretend that the earth is still the earth is flat so in a way like for centuries we uh worked forward into producing this amazing prowess and then in perfect contradiction it sends us some of us back to 400 years ago thinking that earth is flat so and then that's only like one good example, but um, in the case uh, closer like uh, to you know, in the case of this film and the theme of this film, uh, I a, a, a good statistic is that like fifty uh, percent of the population under thirty years old, the, the, like they they don't even know what the word Holocaust means. So there is a point where, of course, I think uh, Robert Lantos the first like felt like a. a an impulse to revive the memory and then i joined and then i think the actors and the filmmakers with me the team everybody that i think it was a very clear mission and if you ask what's the what does it mean to all of us it's remembrance
1: Mm, that's good yeah i mean i think it's and it's so interesting you know memory is such a i go to a um, i just went immediately to i don't remember if you remember the scene in 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 american beauty um, where um, <laughs> I remember the name of his, his character, Ricky, who's watching the bag scene, the bag yeah, scene yeah. and he says famous to, yeah, scene. the famous bag scene, which has been parodied and so on, but his line is, I need to remember. And it's stuck. that has stuck with me. Blade Runner, you know, a classic, one of my favorite films of all time. This is a film about, do androids dream of electric sheep? I mean, this is about our person, and this is about who we are. And again, we're kind of, to me, we're sort of coming full circle almost to that intimacy of, you know, what, are we afraid of the past? Uh, are we just so wound up in our own lives that we don't care? It's, is it apathy? I mean, there's, is it the tech? You know, is it the, the next big Amazon purchase, right? What is, wh- wh- why don't I want to step into that past with you, right? And so maybe that's the function of art in this case. I don't know. It's so much there.
2: I, I think technology has created, a, has become a catalyst for individuality, and and then we sort of forget that we're just a product of a long lineage of human history and and experiences, and um, um, so I think, I think as a as a species, I think we should uh, be really worried about what's mm. happening now. I think the, and 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 it draws us closer to. A very destructive mode
1: climate change in a in a in a, in a disregard for the past maybe the Your top two climate issues.
2: change like nuclear threat that like again like you know, I, 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 like i was in hiroshima not long ago and then what is left of that like uh, the holocaust is not the only genocide like what is left of the other mm, genocides what mm. is left of what happened in china the stalinism the maoism the like all of these very tragic destructive event that we keep repeating, and I think the odds of repeating right now are higher because I think our we're sh- short sighted there's a myopia that like makes us uh, as a society like uh, i think we're 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 trapped into a very difficult position, and I think it's everybody's responsibility i think to 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 look back and forward and and uh i think uh, i happen to be a filmmaker and i think uh movie making is a, a still a great antidote to that like i don't take more credit than i deserve but like i think you know when you see a mission you see a mission and you mm. you, you right. participate yeah
1: I love the antidote to it because, uh, yeah, it's so interesting. I had a friend who used to sort of do this thought experiment and he would say if you sort of went back, if you could do this and you remove these memories out of your life one by one, this conversation you and I have today and what happened to me this morning and the call in and so on. And slowly over time we become... Well, we become nothing, I guess. We we reduce ourselves back to less than zero. Where we are, we we are a product of our memories and those people. And I wonder, you know, there's a scene in the film, and I think it's uh, David O's character where he he kind of loses it, and says something about the thousands of of people that we don't even know their names yeah the young one and i wonder if there's the, the there's something about that 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 recollection that that the, the that meeting that again trying to bring it back to sort of that intimacy in that relationship you know again no sorry i studied philosophy francois so levinas a french philosopher talks yeah. about the face speaks you right? are the
2: fighters <laughs> of me but the but um yeah they see um i think it's i guess it's a questioning that everyone has to a certain degree uh, in that particular case, the young Davido is responding to the young Martin who says, don't you have a heart? like?" Because he just mm. robbed a dead body. Mm. That's right. That's and, right. Then, and then yep. the young Davido says, uh, well, should I care about that one in particular or the, ten, the t- tens of thousands of who died yesterday all over Europe? Like, um, So there's a sense of... And if you look at the, how the news are behaving, like, mm. the, 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 mm. like the journalism nowadays, the level of fiction and how we're drawn into individual stories and losing the big picture. Like uh, I, I think it's pretty obvious that there's some serious work to be done there. Right. And it starts with each of us. I think we all have to uh, activate a part of our brain that is underused.
1: Right now, was there any connection? There's a couple questions, and we got to wrap it up here soon. I'm afraid to say it's it's always uh, always kind of heartbreaking for me when I get to meet someone like you, a great filmmaker, and we get a uh, 30 minutes together, and I feel like we've just started, and and we have to we have to shut down the conversation. the The Hall of Names in Israel, did that come up in conversation uh, during the making of this film? I saw a film recently called Cheating Hitler, a documentary that came out around Remembrance Day. Uh, this past year a Canadian production and it's something that I wasn't really that familiar with and this idea is that they're trying to, to name every person who died uh, in, in the Holocaust
2: well is uh, it- the notion of remembrance is deeply anchored into the uh, Jewish liturgy mm-hmm. and the Jewish faith uh, It has to do also with the oral tradition yep. so no, Which yeah, is no. the, su- the
1: singing of the song and all the names.
2: And then I've had my visits at the synagogue, uh, various synagogues, and I like, to, you know, remembering places, remem- remembering individuals, victims. Like, uh, I think it's a very, it's at the core, of uh, the liturgical tradition. The. But again, like we go back to Norman Brecht, who is a Jewish scholar and a music scholar and reconciled all of that remembrance in song. So where it's a perfect synthesis of Norman's uh, knowledge. And he wrote a book that is completely the product of both these uh, knowledges and so yes yes the there's a connection with the the hollow names and the any other example of remembrance
1: it's so interesting the the way the the way the film kind of ends uh and maybe this is a good way to wrap it up i the line in there, there somewhere in there you know you don't have to be guilty or don't, you don't have to be guilty to feel guilty um the uh, at the end he says to martin you now you need to forget me in in the letter i'm 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 kind of done i'm moving on i'm becoming so he's sort of becoming himself while letting go of himself, uh, and then he responds by saying, "It's the community of faith." So, I mean, it's it's really interesting how he's dealing with this.
2: Well, this remember
1: this form of remembering, or maybe not even remembering.
2: No, know? that's uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Like the and then what's at the core of that letter is he says like I'm. Um, um, I've joined a community of faith, That's right. and I can no longer be an artist, which requires to be an individual. Right, right. Uh, and then I'm no longer an individual. So the conflict between community and individuality right. is so well expressed there, and it, it rings like a big bell, like for to me, and I think to the audience, like and it's oh, a good yeah. final um, uh, landing. Uh, so yeah, like. Uh,
1: well, and I'd like to think that he could continue to pursue his art, his his expression in a community of faith, but maybe not to the degree... I think of the dueling scene, which is absolutely astounding, by the way. It's lovely, uh, in the in the bomb shelter. Yeah. That community, like there's this beautiful community that develops out of this these dueling violinists, you know? Uh, anyway, it's...
2: Uh, well, he's making... he's, he's putting like... I don't think he's he, like Davido continues to be a, a, an artist after that, like, because he puts the very f- uh, notion of being an artist in complete contradiction right. with right. the faith. Right, right. So I guess I would assume that he's sticking to the faith and. Uh, tr- dropping well, any kind of performance, well,
1: and maybe Francois, we can be hopeful that that as the story continues, he 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 continues to make new choices, and he is quite a character, and he's all over the place in a sense, and so perhaps very very passionate. Maybe over time, he he come he comes back and
2: he revisits the violin once again. At, at maybe, some point. but he yeah. found his peace. Like yes. I think this yep. is this yep. is where the film yep. lands. Yep. Uh, I think Davido, despite all the. the, the all all odds and conflicts that we've been exposed throughout the story in the movie uh like we come to understand that he found a resolution to what is unresolvable true faith my faith is art (laughs) that's my religion Mm. and and then that's also another place where you can build a community uh and the uh that's
1: it's great. It's great. It's, isn't, and isn't that where we're all, you know, trying to get find our way home, resolution, resolve, whatever it is uh, that, that that relational conflict, what whatever we have. Thank thank you for a, a great conversation today and a beautiful film. I wish you all the success in the world with it. I, uh, uh, I was at TIFF this year. Was it the world premiere uh, at yep. Toronto International Film Festival? Received well, was it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would have loved to have been a part of the Q and A. by the way, and but but this is this is way better. So. Uh, Appreciate uh, your time today. We've been talking with Francois Girard uh, about his new film, a beautiful, compelling uh, new film, Get Out and See It, a song of names, opening on uh, Christmas Day. Francois, thank you so much for your time today.